नमस्ते एवरीवन आई एम राहुल दिवान एंड विद मी शंकर भारद्वाज खंडवडी देयर आर कॉमन क्वेश्चंस दैट हिंदूज आस्क आई हैव बीन हैविंग कन्वर्सेशंस विद शंकर टुडे वी डू नॉट हैव अ कन्वर्सेशन बट मोर एन एफएक्यू व्हिच यू नो ऑन क्वेश्चंस दैट शंकर इज गोइंग टू आंसर सो प्लीज लिसन इन इफ यू हैव मोर क्वेश्चंस प्लीज लीव your comments in the comments box below in this video when you are watching so that shankar can answer these questions for you as well in the future videos thank you when we uh, go about uh, a dharmic understanding of any system any formal system this is how i see it in uh, at four levels in fact uh, purusha sukta says पादस्य विश्वाभूता त्रिपाद से अमृत नॉट एक्साक्टलींग दैट लिटरली बट इट सेज दैट देर इज द फोर्थ लेवल मैनिफेस्ट लेग ऑफ द डिवाइन और फोर्थ पोर्शन विच इज विजिबल टू एवरीबडी एज द वर्ल्ड बट देर आर थ्री लेयर्स अंडर लाइन और अबव दैम विच इज इमोर्टल एंड इनविजिबल एंड सिमिलर वेरी सिमिलर टू दिस इज वॉट अवर लिव्ड रियालिटी इज इन many spheres of in fact every sphere of life if you take the state for instance uh we know there is a policy there is a law there, there are so many things there is a state machinery all this there is a lived reality visible reality this is only the fourth like which is visible to everybody but what is causing it and what is making this operate in this way and that is the architecture of the state it has an institutional structure it has set goals for each institution it has a set procedure for how each institution is supposed to work that design that architecture is underlying this manifest reality and what is underlying that architecture underlying that architecture is a doctrine of state doctrine of state craft this is these are the goals of the state now to fulfill these goals you got to create these institutions what kind of institutions are going to realize these purposes and what is in fact underlying this doctrine itself where is the doctrine itself coming from you have different doctrines of state uh, you have the modern state has its own doctrine the hindu state uh, or the dharmic state has its own doctrine but where is this doctrine coming from it is coming from a world view which is underlying all this a view of world a view of what the world is a view of what man is a view of what nature of man is nature of human society is nature of a uh, functioning of human society is and what are the purposes of man what are the purposes that man craves for himself knowingly or unknowingly this theory or a world view as different societies understand from this comes a doctrine for state in these four levels the world view the doctrine the architecture or the institutional structure then the lived reality these four levels are going to be there pervasively in every sphere of life we see you go to economy you will find these four levels you try to theorize how religions are try to contrast abrahamic versus the dharmics or the oriental or the taoism any religion these four levels would be there there is a lived reality of how people are behaving there is an institutional structure then you have a doctrine that says this is the goal and things like that and then there is a world view underlying this is the nature of man this is the nature of the world this is how the creation has come into existence so these four levels if we understand and stratify and 
we'll need to understand where we actually have our activity carved out let us say you don't have a very clearly carved out doctrine of state there is no way we are uh, no way we are going to be able to architect our own state and if we don't have our own world view very clearly laid out there is no way we are going to derive a doctrine for state so we can see this in struggle in reality we are unable to change our laws and things like that we don't understand that changing this laws is not about having numbers in the parliament it's about having the theory to be able to architect our own state the theory to be able to define our own doctrine for state so these are the things that we'll need to synthesize going forward the same applies to let us say our town planning our social order our economy our own political model our own military for that matter our own nature of what we define as human rights everything there is nothing much theoretical basis on which they can act at the hunch level they think that yes we know we need to change these laws and things like that but we just don't know where to go that's uh, my understanding which is why all these theories are prevalent right it's more like the brown rule brown by the white law but because you don't have a theory of your own human rights you don't have a framework within which you can say these are the human liberties this is the way to understand human liberties this is the way to understand how to protect human liberties how to enable humans towards their fulfillment does tradition have a theory yes it has but do we have a framework synthesized based on that theory which can replace the existing human rights framework we don't have it but theory needs to be developed reservations again it's like uh, we have accepted the framework and within that there is a debate on whether there should be reservation there should not be reservation to be but have we questioned the fundamental assumption of can state even define what is forward backward can state even define a social order by itself and this whole ocbc sc st ladder is a state defined birth based caste order whether we like it or not that is exactly what the indian state has done and worse it has defined this ladder based on what british had defined in 1931 so we haven't done any homework whatsoever on defining how the state has to view indian society in indian light there is no theory of what human fulfillment means what privilege and disablement means these are all the theories that are inherited from the british and absence of it is where we are actually struggling today everybody thinks that reservation is both good and bad of course it has a very bad side effect maybe it has elevated some people's lives but largely it has also been exploited by powerful groups materially powerful groups claiming their own victimhood so whatever be it good or bad it has definitely not come from an informed view of what indian society is which is where our uh, synthesis is absolutely required and what happens to the current system after that that is really secondary if you have the right thing to do then don't bother about what is wrong having this to four levels is uh, how the lived reality is what are the different purposes that humans crave to fulfill i mean the our purusharthas or whatever and how is the state to enable these things 
that is one aspect and how is the society to enable these things these are social institutes uh, institutions end of the day unfortunately the ocbc thing is a state created social order but we did not have a state created social order so society had defined its own units and where are these uni uh, units coming from these different uh, units have their own purposes defined their own purushadhas their own equation with the society their own bargaining power within the society saying this is what we are going to get this is what we are going to give and this lived reality has at its basis a social order you call it uh, it is a bit abstract you call it varna whatever but varna is exactly not a again a social structure imposition right varna is a very abstract thing as we have discussed in other places but there is a relation it's not fully unrelated people are pursuing their purposes based on their innate nature their cravings and the society is to enable those through these institutions and underlying these institutions would be a doctrine saying uh, what our values at ease do we enable human liberties do we curtail human liberties do we enable human purposes is everyone able to fulfill his himself to the fullest is he having that freedom is he having access to resources or resources are not even provided and each person is working on his own what exactly is our model and this is what is going to come from the doctrine and this is exactly what we would see in a dharmic society when we have prospered obviously we were a very prosperous society we had people fulfilling all different kinds of purposes in the same society that had uh, you know the biggest share of world trade the same society also had uh, people just wearing their dhoti sitting in an ashram no riches no material wealth but they were the most respected people also the rishis and those people all these coexisted side by side with their own definitions of what they see define as fulfillment in their own image and that enablement is what was made possible with that social order now are we today enabling people to realize their own purposes and what is the institutional structure we require today towards such enablement without redefining what fulfillment is which is where the real question is today state is defining for me what my fulfillment should be how i i should define myself as forward or not so once that goes the doctrine we have a native doctrine of enabling people according to their own lights which again will have underlying worldview saying uh, you know this is the nature of man the three gunas are there the you know all those things are there that theory is there right you have the four varnas three gunas is that actually imposing on uh, society saying uh, is the state assigning anything to anybody today it is but in a dharmic society state does not assign right it is people who fulfill their purushadhas the society is enabled society is not scuttled by the state which is how dharmic uh, contrast would be to the current social order there is a view that hindus can take care of themselves they defend their own religion we don't need additional support and all that i mean the idea that hindus practice their own religion and things will take care of themselves which is not true because as a lived reality hindus do have that belief which is why you have so many people going to these uh, shaktipithas jyotirlingas these tirupatis all these things they absolutely absolutely have that conviction and belief and they are practicing it 
their experience is a lived experience and that is not denied which is why they are practicing it the problem is this belief is not taken into cognizance anywhere in the official system now and that is where we have the real problem the state is an abrahamic state it is saying that you have a right to propagate which is where the politizing cults are able to uh, you know expand the way they are able to expand there is a definite lack of incentive from the state in fact counter incentive against people practicing the indic faiths so it's not as if we lack belief and that is why we are suffering we have belief that is why we are surviving in spite of all these state created systems our education teaches us that what we are practicing is a superstition our education says that our practices are superstitious and people are there to reform us now state itself thinks that it is a reformer of the system so this is a space that we have lost the public space has been lost to the enemies to those people and those ideas that want to supplant the pagans or the hinduism or whatever spiritual traditions we have so to reclaim that space there needs to be a separate or conscious activity our practicing our cult- cultures or whatever we think our ideas our ways of life in our private sphere or in our individual lives is not going to reclaim that public space for us that has to be done explicitly there has to be a concerted effort to redefine how state views our society to redefine our education to reclaim that public space so that we can do these things explicitly why is there no state sponsored town temple in every town why is there no state sponsored temple everywhere in every village and why is the there not different activities of the town shaped around or positioned in their right places around these temples so that we have a divine town why are all our towns not divine towns as seen by the indian state this is a specific loss of public space that we had suffered and which we have to reclaim and ensure that the state it's not enough if the state thinks that we have the freedom it has not given up the given us the freedom that it thinks it has given us we have to make it realize we have to rearticulate the state formulations we have to rearticulate how the state sees us that is when our real freedom is going to come 